0: There are two other applications of the functions we've looked at in this chapter. uh, And you can read about them in this section, but they're not a part of the focus of our course here at the college. One is the logistics curve, or logistics growth. And that's something that you will definitely see if you go into business or biology anytime soon. The logistics curve, one way to think about it is an epidemic of some sort. You have quick growth as it spreads and then you have this point right here the inflection point of the graph that should sound familiar and then you have the growth rate the growth rate tapering off but the function itself itself does keep growing it just grows at a slower and slower rate now we've seen something that looks kind of exponential here right and we've seen a graph that looks like this logarithmic um, now, you can look at the actual formula related to this logistics curve, but it should, it should uh, make sense to you that a lot of diseases um, spread this way. They spread quickly, and then they start to taper off, either with intervention or just by um, natural effects as well. So this is a logistics curve. You've also perhaps seen it in business or will see it in business. This inflection point right here is called... The point of diminishing returns think about rate of change and look at this graph and see if it makes sense to you that this would be something called the point of diminishing returns you can see that you have concave up on this side of the graph on the left side of the graph don't you concave up the tangent line slopes are getting bigger you're having a steeper and steeper graph and I could have actually made it even more dramatic than this. But you can see that the slope of the graph is increasing as x increases. Now maybe X is production, and this is profit or um, revenue. The more you increase your production, the more your profit, the more quickly your profit or revenue increase. But then when you hit this point right here, the graph changes. This might represent maybe you're growing too quickly or you your overhead and all of your insurance and, and costs involved with employers employees might be taking away too much from your profits. And so they're gonna to start to go down The profits profits are still increasing, but the rate in which the profit increases is not as fast as it was before. That's what concave down means, right? You have a decreasing rate of change. So your, your profits are not increasing as quickly as they were over here. So the return on your investment is not as good on the right-hand side of the graph. So the point of diminishing returns is the place where your returns start to diminish, start to go down relative to where they were before. So this is kind of like the magical point that some businesses try to stay at. They don't want to grow too fast or too quickly. They want to get the most return on their investment, and that's the point of diminishing returns. Now i'm not going to go into the details on that but i think it's a worthwhile thing to look at especially when we've been talking about concave up and concave down and points of inflection now another application that i'm sure everybody's heard of is the richter scale now the richter scale i'm not going to go into the formula for it or anything like that but the interesting thing about the richter scale is that a difference of one on the richter scale actually um, is equivalent to an energy released Increased by 32 times. So that's why they say there's a big difference between um, an earthquake on the scale of, of 6.0 on the Richter scale compared to 7.0 compared to 8.0 and all of the things in between, you know, 8.4 to 8.7. There's quite a big difference there because one, a change of one on the Richter scale results in an increase of 32 times the energy that you would have had, um, say, at a 6 compared to a 7. And um, you if you look at the formulas and study all that, you'll see the relationship between the, um, the formula and this quick increase. So this wraps up chapter 2. And um, we did calculus involved with exponential functions the logarithmic functions. And we also just looked at the functions themselves and their properties in order to apply all the information from this chapter to various problems, and also just to look purely at the functions themselves and their properties, just as we've done with quadratic functions, linear functions, rational functions, square root functions, and cube root functions, and all of those. So we have two new functions to add to our toolkit, and a lot of things we can do with them. So they're very useful.